This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Good afternoon. Well, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt says it was probably the worst crash scene he's ever witnessed. And he is in the business of witnessing crash scenes. I'm speaking, of course, about Friday's deadly crash on Highway 400 that killed four people, including a four-year-old girl. The pileup involved 12 vehicles, including three transport trucks. And police now say the likely cause was driver inattention, and it was the driver of one of those big rigs who was likely inattentive and did not slow down to accommodate the speed of traffic, and that what was, was what probably caused the deadly pileup. In other words, this tragedy was totally avoidable. I'm going to give you the numbers to call. I want to hear what you think and also what you think when you drive close to some of those big transport trucks on a highway. I can tell you that I always do my best to simply avoid them. The number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now on the line, I have Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Well, it's been a very busy weekend, uh, very trying and hard for a lot of investigators. Uh, I was on that scene on Friday night, along with uh, Toronto Fire, Toronto Paramedic Services, uh, EMS, uh, everybody, and it was a very busy, and you could just see the, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, some of the sadness and just some of the the magnitude of what this uh, collision was. And, and you're right, it was an unbelievable collision, uh, mangled mess of metal unrecognizable as vehicles and, and sadly uh, four people uh, dead in this collision one of them being a little four-year-old girl uh it must be hard on you emotionally to witness that well yeah and yet i've done collision reconstruction for uh, 10 years before this and i've been to so many collision events in the past uh, this is eerily similar to some of the collisions that we investigated out on the 401 out towards whitby uh, last year as well, involving uh, transport trucks that uh, came through uh, slowing traffic uh, due to construction and uh, resulted in multiple fatalities, uh, very similar to this. Uh, this one also had a fire, which completely consumed one of the trailers as well as two of the vehicles, and those two vehicles are where the four deceased came out of. And we still don't know the names of the deceased. Uh, I believe three of them are from one family. We uh, believe that uh, the three that were in the one vehicle, including that four-year-old girl, uh, were all related. Uh, they were all females. Uh, the fourth person, we have not positively identified. We don't even have a confirmed uh, gender of this person. We're still working well. with the Office of the Chief Coroner to determine that. We have uh, belief. We, we believe we know who the, the people are. We have been speaking to families as well. Uh, they are aware of the situation. But until the coroner can uh, give us a positive identity of uh, the deceased, we're not able to release that ourselves. Now, I, I can also, I'm looking at my lines. We're going to go to the lines in just a moment. And I can see that I have two 
truck drivers on the line yeah. who want to talk about this. And I, I, I know that there are certainly many truck drivers who are terrific, considerate drivers out there. Absolutely. But is, is this a problem with tractor trailers driving too fast? No, it's not too fast at all because I, I doubt the vehicle was uh, speeding in excess of uh, the speed. And I'd like to, to have a message uh, to uh, all these truck drivers, including the ones that are on hold and everyone else who's listening right now. Uh, we have a great transportation network of uh, truck drivers all across the nation. And for the most part, they are some of the best, most professional drivers in the world. The problem is when you're hauling 80,000 pounds of steel and you're hauling down the highway or more and something happens and you're involved in a collision event, the consequences can have this magnitude and, and can be catastrophic. If this collision had happened exactly the same, but all the vehicles involved were passenger vehicles, uh, I don't expect that we would have seen quite the, uh, the magnitude of the, of the fatalities that we saw here, and particularly with the fire and everything as well. So, you know, not saying it doesn't happen without transport trucks, but usually when a transport truck is involved in a collision, and right now the investigation is leading or pointing in the direction that traffic was slowing. Uh, it was queuing up to uh, the exit to the 401. And as the truck came up uh, over the crest uh, past Shepherd Avenue, uh, there may be some limited visibility, a couple hundred meters, but still certainly enough to uh, see that traffic is slowing down. Well, and, uh, and it just lit, ended sorry up in to interrupt you, yeah. but... Hello, yeah. traffic slowing down for the 401? I mean, this just in, really? I mean, how could somebody not be expecting that, especially on a Friday? Well, you're right. I was actually down at the collision scene all morning today, and traffic is still slow. Uh, it's those It's always lanes. slow. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? It's funny. It's interesting that sometimes it'll, it'll evaporate and they'll get less congestion. It'll wear that. Where the last vehicle is in that queue can vary kilometers. It can be right up at Wilson. It can be all the way back to, to Shepherd or Finch, if you guys, if you know the location of where we are. But uh, there is certainly uh, changes that people need to be, uh, be ready for at all times. And you may not expect traffic to be backed up so far on a Friday night. Maybe on a Monday morning in rush hour you expect it. But uh, you're, not, you're not thinking you're going to have that uh, Friday evening at 9.47 p.m. Sadly, we did, and now we see what happens. Well, so is, is there a message you have to truck drivers? Well, you know what? I, I want to thank every single one of those mo- absolutely professional truck drivers that are out there that are doing their part. They're, they're helping uh, road safety by being courteous and polite. And I know they're in a tough position as well because their acceleration and they're trying to merge with traffic and they're getting cut off. And I, I understand that. I have my, my a, AZ license myself. I know what it's like to drive a transport truck. And, and I know the pressures that drivers have to, uh, to make the deliveries and they don't want to be cut off because they're, they're, they have blind spots. they got mirrors everywhere, but uh, there's still issues that they need to be vigilant about. The problem is we uh, just need to understand that if you're going to be involved in a collision, and it looks like this one was completely preventable, had the driver seen the slowing traffic. And I saw slowing traffic all day today, and we see it all the time. And for the most part, everybody slows down in time, except, unfortunately, one driver possibly didn't quite uh, 
get that message or didn't see that uh, problem, and, and now we have this outcome. Okay, it's a a transport truck. Yeah, I'm going to get to those truck drivers. I have just one question before we do, and please stay on the line with me as we take those calls. Uh, As as a driver, um, those trucks scare the heck out of me, and uh, I just try to avoid them. It's very difficult sometimes. Sure. um, You know, they're everywhere, and uh, there's just as many trucks as there are cars sometimes, it seems like, and they take up a lot of space, and they need more time to stop, and they, uh, if, if a car cuts in front of them, and now uh, they have to uh, adjust their uh, following distance as well. But that's not the, what happened here. This is not people cutting in front of a truck driver or, or maybe uh, you know, swerving around uh, that caused the, the truck driver to lose control. Right now, what we believe is that the uh, truck driver just didn't see the slowing traffic. Now, we don't know if there was something else that was uh, blinding their view, and all of a sudden, uh, if a car, another truck moves out of the way and they see stop traffic, they have no time to, to adjust. But, again, it comes down to the professionalism. We need truck drivers to be the utmost professionals. Uh, you can't, I can't, or a normal person just can't get into a big truck and uh, start hauling loads down the highway. There's training that you need to go to understand what it's like to drive a truck and get the feel for it and understand it. You know, they're professionals, and, and I, I thank them for making those deliveries uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But there's also a higher level of responsibility and accountability when you're involved in a wreck, and especially if it's something that's preventable. Okay, let's, um, uh, Sergeant Schmidt, you're staying on the line, and we're going to talk to uh, Mike in London. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Very good. Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, I am driving a tractor trailer myself. I just pulled off the road at Elgin Road here on the 401. And I see it all the time that big trucks follow each other a little bit too closely. Those are drivers that should not have a license, okay? My personal opinion, 20 to 25% of drivers driving a tractor trailer should not be on the road. Yeah. You know, it, well, it's, it's interesting what you say about that because, uh, again, uh, I, I'm a pretty nervous highway driver. I'll admit to that. But... Often, uh, you know, I try to leave if there's any trucks, uh, a lot of space. And once, uh, often when they see the space, I see them speeding up to get close to my tail, and I don't want them anywhere near me. So, yeah, I, you know, I, they I, see a little space, and they get on the gas. Yeah, I agree with you. It's when I'm on the road in my car, sometimes going by these trucks, when I see who's driving, I get a little worried myself. Yeah. Well, well, Mike, you're you never absolutely know right. what they're going to do. Yeah, for sure. And Mike, uh, thanks for those comments. That's great. Uh, I know we get complaints from uh, drivers as well. When there's a big grill of a transport truck in the bumper of another vehicle, it can be very intimidating. And uh, granted, that, that vehicle may be blocking them in the middle lane. They're trying to get around, uh, and you need to understand that. But just so to all truck drivers that are out there, a lot of people probably don't even know that in terms of following distance, if you're driving 80 kilometers per hour or more on a major highway, the appropriate following distance is actually 60 meters. That's, a, that's uh, probably more than two tractor-trailer lengths, and we don't see that very often. Oh. In, in, a lot of times what you see when you do leave the space is these guys in the cars come from behind you. They yeah. fly around on the outside to get in front of you, and then when they get in front of you, they slam the brakes on. So oh, that, yeah. In front of them. That, yeah. too. And then, that, too. And when, when you try to slow down or, you know, whatever to, to avoid, you know, a collision... The guy puts his hand out and gives you the finger because he thinks you're doing something wrong. 
Right, yeah, exactly. And, and this is not a case, uh, what we believe right now is a following distance. It's not that uh, the truck was following behind traffic so close that he caused a crash, because yeah. in those situations, typically it's a pretty minor, minor event. You get, you get bumped and, and you get tapped. This is more of those situations where traffic is slowing and is queuing, and there's a stopped car or nearly stopped car in a lane, and a, car, a transport truck is coming from behind, not aware of this slow traffic, He's not following them, but he's approaching them at probably 100 kilometers per hour, fully loaded. And oh. by the time he realizes, uh, he can't stop in time, and, and we have this mess. Okay, let's, let's well, take my, a call. My, my, personal, my personal opinion is when I'm driving on the road and I see traffic, I'm looking at cars like 10 cars ahead to see a brake light. As soon as I see a brake light come on, I start slowing immediately. Sounds like good advice. Uh, let's hear from, <clears throat> excuse me, from Art in Scarborough now. Hi, Art. Have a good day now. Thanks. Art? I'm actually in working in Mississauga. I live in Scarborough. Okay. But uh, I drive in and around the airport in a tractor trailer doing deliveries. Right. And the biggest problem that I have is similar to the last caller, people cutting us off to the point where if you leave a little bit too much room, they're there. And they're stopping in front of you, and you've got nowhere to go. I totally understand that. And drive, drive cams in so that they record if something happens. And I think in all respects, every truck out there, every vehicle should have a drive cam to report to record what's going on around them. Sergeant Schmidt? Yeah, not bad advice at all. Uh, again, uh, that's not what happened here to our understanding, but I know it's, it's, a, it's a bone of frustration for, for many truckers out there because they're getting cut off and, and they're trying to uh, take it easy and slow down and cars are always cutting in front and, and you're always having to give up space and give up your, your safety margin in front of you. you know, we don't know exactly what happened here. We're still working on that investigation, but we have to realize that it, it is a shared responsibility with everybody. And, uh, and that's the, it's incumbent upon all drivers, not just transport truck drivers, but everybody to do their part to be safe. Uh, but we really want to stress that importance to the, to the truck drivers, to those professional drivers out there that are using the highways and their trucks as their profession uh, to, uh, to realize that they need to really raise that bar up and, and think about that and keep their attention focused 100% on the road in front of them. Okay. Um, we're going to go to, uh, thank you very much uh, no for that, and we're going to go to Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, hi Libby. Uh, my comment was, I, we were driving yesterday on Sunday, we're, we're driving to Sherway Gardens, and if you know where the, the, um, the 427, the 401 reaches into the 427, there's construction there right now, and in any event, it's a, it's a big curve and you've got to slow down. Uh, we witnessed a banana company truck, a large one, uh, speeding around that curve, and he was within a foot of the person's bumper in front, and frankly, was trying to intimidate that person with that kind of vehicle. And I, I saw two more incidents where the trucks failed to prepare to get over to the 401 on the four, on the coming towards the 427 and cut people off. So I'm, I'm, I, I see this stuff going on all the time, and I'm sure yeah. there are good truck drivers, but what I saw yesterday on a Sunday, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess, you know, we probably uh, only notice the bad ones. We probably don't notice the good ones because they're not bothering us. It, pre- precisely, but you know, the volume of trucks now, the size of the trucks, yeah. I, I thought they were supposed to have speed controllers on those vehicles, but 
uh, I don't. Uh, they're going faster than what yeah. those speed controllers were designed to uh, provide. Well, yeah, there are speed limiters, and the legislation uh, uh, is still in place to, to limit the, the speed of these transport trucks. And that's why commercial vehicles uh, that are that size are required to have a name on their on their truck. And very often, a lot of those companies will have uh, toll-free numbers where you can call in any complaints as well. And if you want to call the police as well, you can always call in a complaint, and, and we will follow up and follow up with the company and find out who was driving and either send them a, a warning or, or pay a visit to them as well. You know, we don't want to see that kind of behavior uh, out on the roads because you're right, it is frustrating and it is absolutely dangerous. Uh, there was a dump truck that rolled over this morning on another highway, and, and we see that happening all the time. People driving their vehicles uh, beyond the limits of what they're capable of. And drivers need to understand they have higher centers of gravity. Uh, the rollover threshold is much higher. And that's, you see these signs at off-ramps uh, showing a truck on two wheels and warning drivers and reminding them that you better adjust your driving to the speed that's appropriate. You might be able to take that ramp in your small little passenger vehicle, but you're driving a fully loaded transport truck. Uh, it's a whole different situation. Uh, okay, imagine, thanks I, a lot. We're gonna welcome. we're just gonna try to get through the queue here. Yep. Thank you for that. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Roger in Etobicoke. Hello, Roger. Hi. Uh, I just want to make a quick comment about um, following too closely. Um, I understand. Uh, I hear the sergeant said that uh, um, this wasn't a case of that, and in fact, it was inattention, and, and the truck driver was possibly distracted or whatever, and didn't slow down for upcoming traffic. That I can understand, and and um, that explains why the truck caused the accident. But I, I would beg to differ that all the other cars involved who were paying attention were still following too closely. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been involved. Um, uh, just a minute. Let's let's see if your theory is right, Sergeant Schmidt. Well, I, where would these cars go? Well, how could they prevent that? If they're now stopped in line in traffic waiting to exit to a highway, uh, there's really not a lot they can do. They can, they can cut out and they can go uh, take a fast lane and cut up on the shoulder and cut back in at the last second. But all that does is uh, amplify the, the, the bottleneck at the, at the back of the line. At some point when traffic is slowing and it's being congested, there's always going to be of one vehicle at the back of that line. And I certainly don't want to be that vehicle at the back of the line because now I'm depending on every car that's approaching me that they see me and they're going to stop in time. So uh, I, I don't know what these other drivers could have done to prevent this collision. Uh, Roger, thank you. Um, thanks a lot for that call. We have, we have uh, about a minute left, so I'm just going to take uh, one last call from Linda in Keswick. Hi, Linda. Good morning. Good morning to you both. I just wanted to say that I've driven the highway many, many, many times, worked in Toronto, lived in Barrie, and so forth and so on. My, what I try to do, and I go by the adage, if I cannot see the truck driver in his mirror, he can't see me. So, therefore, and I always try to give them enough space because... And looking ahead, because you never know when something like what happened is going to happen. So if we all took the adage of, if I can't see the driveway driver in his mirror, he can't see me. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Linda. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Uh, we have to go, and we'll be switching gears. Sergeant Schmidt, anything you want to leave us with? 
Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I just want to amplify as well. There are so many professional and fantastic truck drivers out there. I just posted a dash cam video uh, of a transport truck driver on the QEW on my Twitter account. Uh, people can feel free to look at that. It was a motorcyclist who lost control uh, and went down the ground, and the dash cam was from a transport truck who uh, who drove exceedingly professional and uh, probably saved this guy's life because he could have easily been driven over. And uh, and so he did a great job, and there's dash cam from that. So it's just there are so many great drivers out there. I don't want to paint a big brush that there's a huge problem out there, but when a big truck crashes, we can have really big big and tragic consequences. And we just, I just thank everyone for doing their part. we got to work together. Okay. Sergeant Kerry Schmidt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye now. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.